This is Chrome Bills, by the way. Chrome Bills. And we're drunk. Chrome Bills, y'all. It's Chrome Bills, y'all. It's Chrome Bills, y'all. We built it from the ground floor. Pound for pound as we found a crowdsource. Now you hear a loud roar and a downpour of A.O. from the South. SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you go. Subscribe and leave a comment. Be a friend of the show. Seize Mike, Steve, Bill, ZK, Chromosome. Want a Chrome Bill shirt? Pay Palace the dough. The intro and the interlude's new. There's something huge in the interview. Who are you? Who are you? True. We'll see through like an x-ray. I pass it to C's with a fabricated segue. So press play and let us send the energy. Throughout the potosphere to all our friends and enemies. Eventually we gotta let it go viral Be sure to stay tuned for the episode title This is that time where I make a quick joke And write a quick note So it ends up on a clip show Yo, this shit's dope ah, Making each F better than the last show Either way I'm staring at Steve's cat's show call. If this is a road trip, let me hold you down Make that trip from NYC to Chrome Bill South It's Chrome Bill Show It's Chrome Bill Show It's Chrome Bill Show it's Chrome Bills, y'all. 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 It's I, I did, I did, yeah. And went to what? A bunch it of was, games, right? A bunch of matches. Uh, I did. Uh, so I followed Belgium for the group stage. Um, so I got to see all three of their matches. And then I happened to see the only scoreless uh, match, I think, of the tournament, which was uh, France-Denmark, I want to say. So I got to see the champions. I didn't know it at the time. But I think it was nil-nil. Uh, it was a boring game that I saw. Uh, and then, but then I also saw one of the most thrilling games, which was Belgium Tunisia, which was like a five-two, you know, goal fest. It was awesome. That wasn't that was the game monster. where they came back from two-zero, right? That was more in the knockout round, right? Remember when they came back? Yeah. real late. Yeah. Yep. So that was in the knockout round, the group stage. So I think they, I think they like went up like three-one or two-nil, and then they went up three-one, and like Tunisia like got a couple of goals, but it really didn't mean anything in the end. This is football um, talk. Oh, yeah. Chrome Bills 158. Steve is loving this. <laughs> I, I take it you're a Belgian? <laughs> or are you just uh, a fan, fan of the beautiful no, game? just a fan of Belgium. Because I, I thought that you know, to see them at this time, uh, their players were at peak performance level. Absolutely. Um, and coincidentally, they are ranked number one right now in the world, um, which they weren't at the time of the World Cup. I think they were like two or three. But... Um, yeah, I just love the players. Kevin De Bruyne, Lukaku, Hazard, of course. Like, love all those guys. Yeah, I mean, it's like a fucking Premier League All Star team when you look yeah, at their roster. Exactly, and the defensemen, you know, of course, uh, company. Like, you can't forget about the defensemen. So, yeah, all good players. But, yeah, it was over, great. I had a blast. I was over in Italy, and I saw. I guess it was. Would it have been Inter Milan? I guess it was Inter Milan. No, it was Lazio. It was Lazio was on the road in oh, Bologna, nice. and I was in Bologna. And L- Lukaku's brother, who plays defense, is on that squad. Oh, and he came nice. in off the bench, and this dude was 
six inches taller, if not eight inches taller than every single person on the field. Like once he came on, it was like, oh, there's a fucking problem. <laughs> this dude's gonna wreck shit. Lukaku's a beast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Romelu Lukaku is a beast. I haven't seen his brother play too much, but yeah, I can imagine yeah. the the family lineage, uh, the Lukaku lineage. Like they're monsters. How do you, how do you spell that last the game? Name? Uh, L U L U K A K U. The wrong Google search for Romelu Lukaku. You'll <laughs> uh, end up on Tushy. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, shit, got got one wanted shot. I, I loaded up a few while we were waiting. So DJ Addict's in the house, by the way. Shout out. Hola. Welcome. B- buenas noches. Long overdue, man. It is well overdue. Actually, there is an episode, I think, where we interviewed you at the DJ Jam, and I, I just never put it out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I do remember that you I you were doing computer. like a... Yep. Yeah. You interviewed some other people, too. I can't remember uh, who. Gray but... Matter. Shout out. Gray Matter. I'm actually gonna, I actually just learned um, of an event on Saturday. There's like a little like barbecue, and then it's like a B-boy battle, or a B-boy, B-girl battle, oh, 1v1. Uh, and Gray Matter is emceeing, and then there are a couple DJs as well. Nice. And yeah. he's a breaker as well, right? I think so, yeah. Um, and then he runs like an elements party as well, the first Tuesday, I think, of every month. Uh, and that's at this uh, venue called the Motor House in Baltimore. Oh, nice. Station North. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's really active. I, I haven't seen him in a while, but really good dude. Yeah. Shout outs. Yeah. And where are you living now? Are you still up in Baltimore? Yeah, I'm in Charles Village, so I'm gotcha, right nice. by Hopkins, up with all the Hopkins mess, which is it's okay. It's kind of weird. Hopkins has like their like own like security detail that's hanging around, hanging out around the neighborhood. So like there are it's they're not camp- cops. Constant campus watch, right? It is. Yeah. So you know, it's just to keep the white kids safe. Does um, it make you feel? It makes people feel safer, though. I would think. I don't know. I think it like is a bad look for Baltimore. Yeah. You know, like, like it's that bad that we need security in an actual like neighborhood. You know, um, I don't know. You live there. Is it that bad that you need security <laughs> in the neighborhood? Uh, you know, I would, I would prefer not to have it. Has uh, your, has your car ever been broken into? No, Bikes but I have been robbed. I've oh. been robbed like, uh, like five blocks from my place okay that was like a year ago i thought my man was about to say five times like just the way he the way he counted on it was like four five times (laughs) (laughs) i was like five blocks from my place it was on my street actually so it was on my road just five blocks south and so i mean this shit happens like there's plenty of police activity you know there's like nightly helicopters and shit like that but you know the neighboring adjacent neighborhoods like aren't the greatest but they're not the worst either so I don't know. I guess I've become desensitized over time. The Union Brewery spot still there? That's in Charlottesville. Yeah, right? uh, that's in Hamden. Really dope spot, though. I think that's actually my favorite Baltimore brewer. I would say. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, switching gears is something positive about Baltimore. <laughs> I the crab I drove, beer scene I drove and the crab through, cakes. I drove through the city today. I had a couple meetings there. Oh, really? Um downtown yeah there's a lot of okay. zombies walking around baltimore um oh yeah for sure potential episode damn every day i see him i see him very regularly uh like on my way to work or from work there was a guy so i ride through yeah 
I'm I ride through West Baltimore, so okay. uh, I see a good bit. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, every stoplight, every yeah, it is sad. Yeah, I mean, there was a guy who was clearly yeah. on some sort of opioid, uh, and he was he had his eyes closed, but he was still managed to like begging for money and like waving at people, which I thought was impressive. Oh yeah, yeah, but his eyes were completely closed. Should, he was walking. The like, lean through, is. He was walking through traffic, waving at people, asking for money, and his eyes were closed. The lean is most impressive um, when they're like standing and just like full on like Michael Jackson smooth criminal lean like all the way over, but they're not falling and they just hold their stance. I just don't understand how they do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's Baltimore. Yeah. But there's yeah, you know, I I love this city. I love it and hate it at the same time. But uh, it's got a lot of uh good parts I think to it too. But you weren't born. You, just gotta... you weren't born in Baltimore, right? I was born in Baltimore County. Oh, okay. I gotcha. And then I've been in the city for the past like five years. Okay. Um, yeah. There was something else I was going to say, but I forgot about it. Hopefully I'll remember it. Is it about your youth? Um, did, you ever, did you ever leave Maryland? Yeah. I lived in Nebraska for Oh, that's years. right. In Nebraska. That's right. Yeah. That's actually where I started. That's where I got into hip hop, actually. Cause, because of Nebraska. Yeah. Well, yeah. Indirectly. <laughs> <laughs> What? Because I, I like so in high school I met up with like a, a I guess I got introduced to uh, Qbert and like you know scratch DJing sick uh, out there because a guy I became friends with like he listened to Qbert and at the time when I first started listening to it like I couldn't stand it I really didn't like it huh. uh, I was like how do you listen to scratching like it just is weird like I thought the the act of turntablism and like the actual physical uh, practice of it was cool, but yeah. like listening to it on recorded CD or you know a, re- a recording, I was like, oh, this is lame. I can't really get, get down with this." But right. Obviously, that changed. Yeah, some of that early Qbert stuff is just like sixty minutes of scratching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't even like the mixtape stuff. He just had like he they put out um, I forget what the name of these tapes were, but he, but him and Mixmaster Mike would just put out tapes where they would just scratch for the whole tape and a track too. I used to have dubs of them and just roll around. And even I was like, this is a lot of scratching for, for 60 minutes, you know? <laughs> they do go ham. It was like, you know, like the, uh, I still have one of their records, the uh, uh, Scratch Pickles verse Clams of Death. Right. But that um, one was like a, like an actual production where they like tried to make a song. They right. Used to, they right. used to just put out scratch tapes. <laughs> How would was, people just, like nerd out? about it and be like yo did you hear the part like 30 minutes in where he's like <laughs> exactly exactly kind of yeah <laughs> kind of <laughs> there was no this is before no I guess it was CDs were out but these were all out on like cassette I feel like yeah. I had them on cassette it's good yeah it was like a hybrid cassette CD so is there a hip hop scene in Nebraska uh, there was yeah okay Um, I, I mean we you know cause like there weren't that many big artists that came through. I think actually, like Dell came through a couple times. And, like Hyro was big. If I had to guess, um, it would have been a, it would have been Dell. I forget the name of the. What time period is this? Just ballpark. Oh yeah, yeah. This was uh, ninety-seven to two thousand. So okay. my sophomore to basically sophomore year of high school all the way through, and then I graduated there as well. Okay. And then as soon as I graduated, I came back here. Um. So yeah, actually, I started. Uh, breakdancing out there first and then I got into DJing how long was the hair at this point 
I forgot about it. I uh, forgot about that version. <laughs> oh man. It's not even that you know, like I I had the long hair for a while. Um it was it was afro-y at that point. Because yeah. I just I just let it go and I wanted to see how long I can get it. And but it was like definitely just curly afro at that point. Yeah. God, I don't know if you remember this. We hung out one night when you were in, you know, long hair afro phase. I thought, well, where where was that? I think we were remember? in D.C. I feel like we were in downtown okay. D.C. somewhere. That makes sense. I mean, I've only had the short hair for, shit, uh, maybe four years now. Maybe five, actually. That's remember. about right. Yeah, four or five years. But then, you know, the previous years before that, like, from high school up until four or five years ago, it was like Sideshow Bob. A mix. Style. Yeah. Sideshow Bob uh, or uh, like Fabio length. Not Fabio, Fabio look, but like Fabio length. So I had it down to like my mid back, like below my shoulders at one point. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. It was way too long. I, I was man bunning it up like crazy. Nice. Yeah. It was wild. But those days are gone. Maybe not forever, but they're gone for now. How about your musical career? Um, let's see. So actually, the first, the first um, artist or rapper that I started working with was a dude from Omaha. Huh. What's his um, name? He he goes by Max Fisher. Okay, it's a good name. Um, a yeah, was that a chess player? Yeah, or Bobby Fisher. Bobby Fisher. Bobby okay. Fisher. Okay, this is his brother. Also, the uh, evidence Eminem <laughs> diss track right, is Fisher. called the search. The search for Bobby Fisher. That's not even. Oh, a joke. okay. Okay, that's not even a joke. No, it's not. I do remember that. But Chuck, when you started that, I was like, "Wait, they did a song called Max Fisher." I was like, "What was that?" I do remember that though. <laughs> the search for Bobby Fisher. That was a pretty good song, actually, from what I remember. So, did you guys put you guys put some stuff out? We did. We put out like a little EP. Um, he made all the beats. Um, that's one thing in DJing that I never did was make beats. Like I, I made beats, but I made like little like scratch beats, and that was like later, later on in, I guess my career, if you call it that. Uh-huh. Uh, um, like you know, I always remember like you know the DJ was always the one that like made the beats and did the cuts, and the rapper just did the raps, and that was it. Yeah. Um, but I I never did the beats. Like every MC I've ever worked with always made their own beats. Like. Huh. So like Max Fisher, then I moved on to uh, work with my buddy uh, Regulus, um, and and then Cubby Bear, of course, um, Teddy Faley, like all these guys, they all make their own music. So like even if I had beats to give them, they probably wouldn't even use them because they're like, nah, I got my, we're good. <laughs> it's we always funny you say it. that because Mike, the common misconception, at least for me, and it was probably early 2000s when I realized it was that I assumed Ali Shaheed Muhammad had to be making all the beats for Tribe like I just I was like <laughs> why else is this guy in the group like they're not actually he's not up there doing a lot of cuts on the records the cuts you know? are pretty like, minimal on Tribe records yeah they are very, yeah I mean I think minimal. everything is fair might have some scratches on it and there's like a couple other joints that that come to mind clap your hands but, uh, yeah yeah exactly like a handful they're very muted you know? though yeah, I wonder if that's anyone. Ever, role, that's because the rapper was mixing it. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I'll just turn it down. What do you? What do you? How many decibels you like to be at? Two. Yeah, two is good. Uh huh. 
Nobody ever has asked him that on the podcast, right? He's got his own podcast, and nobody's ever been like, "So, what did you do in Tropical Quest?" Oh, on microphone check. Yeah, it's a good podcast too. Yeah, I think he was. Good- I think he was like their tour DJ. Like he probably, you know, kept the show moving. He brought records to the to the to the party or whatever. But yeah, Q-Tip was carrying the weight. I mean, it was as, good company. Yeah, as Attic definitely knows, like they're. There are times where when you're doing shows, you know, let's say the the artists are going to play for 30 minutes and it's like, all right, well, we're not just having a 30 minute party. Like, I've definitely seen you do hour long sets just like waiting for the show to start, you know, and it's like, all right, well, let's get the crowd jumping. So I imagine he might have had that role like when they were smaller and didn't weren't rolling with, you know, five openers and touring with the Bush Babies and the Roots and right. Times like that where they're like, all right, we don't need you to warm this up anymore. We'll make the bush babies DJ do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was another thing. Like, you know, so even if I came to a show, um, you know, like uh, plan, you know, planning to like DJ for a particular group or a particular artist, then like other groups or artists on the bill would be like, hey, man, like you mind like spinning my set too? I was like, and then at the time, like I was very like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like I'm totally down to, you know, exposure and you know uh, that whole like get experience thing and not worry about getting paid and you know, i was in that whole like mindset um which you know at the time it was fine it was very good because i got you know uh i did get that experience and i did get the ability to kind of practice really yeah how long did that like positive attitude last for <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it just died last year. It di- okay last no. year. No, uh, no, no, no. Um, I mean, honestly, because it was it was through. It was, I didn't start doing shows really until like maybe like two thousand two thousand one or two thousand two, two thousand three, somewhere okay. around there. It's still I a long remember. run. That's a long, a long stretch there. Yeah, for sure. Um, because that was during like the you know like the days of like sonar, mm. um, in Baltimore. Yeah. Um. You know the Steez promo era, we can call it. Which yep. I, yeah, uh, which that guy he's making cash hand over fist right now, from what I hear. Uh, in the whole like electronic electronic music scene. Yeah, my friend Henley like um, showed me some article. I swear, I feel like it was in Rolling Stone. That was like about oh, him, and he oh, was wait. like, "You, you said you know this guy, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." That's crazy. When he originally started doing shows at Sonar, I was at one of the first three because he had gone to high school with my friend. Shout out Matt Moorhead. Ain't a damn uh, thing funny. No, Matt Moorhead. <laughs> I know Matt Moorhead. You might even uh, know Matt Moorhead. Yeah, that was my roommate in college. Sorry, that's very loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt, I think, is friends with Teddy. That's how I know Matt Moorhead. Like, he, he, he lives in, like, Columbia area. That's so hip hop. Like, Matt and Teddy, hip hop. Okay. Matt, Matt and Teddy. <laughs> but they were in, I think it was. I'm going to fuck this up. I don't know. Anne Arundel. Is that. That's the county? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was over there. <laughs> My geography yeah, so. sucks now that I've been gone for. I was in this is a sidebar, but how geometry or uh, geography just leaves you. I was interviewing someone today and they had gone to Old Dominion and I was like, Norfolk, that's like over by Richmond, right? And he was like, no, no, it's like two hours from Richmond. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> from here, that's kind of what I meant. Same state. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> he wouldn't throw All your bone. Big- he was like, no, it's very far away. Yeah, exactly. He was like, absolutely. 
<laughs> right. So he said Virginia Beach. I remembered from my last show. I was like, that's near Hampton Roads. Okay, now I got it. Yeah. He's like, one of the seven cities. I was like, what the fuck ever that means? <laughs> I what, definitely don't know. What I don't means. know what that means. What does that mean? Are there only seven cities in Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the seven. Yeah. Like seven major cities or something? I, I can't even name them. Who knows? All right, let's not do that. But yeah, I digress. Go down, I digress. Go down that wormhole, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my, I digress. All right, stop. Yes, that. I really just want to talk to flush everything out of the oh soundboard, too. That's pretty ill. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was Jay, but then as it went on, it's not. Play that one more time. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. It's very breathy. No idea. Who is that? It's AZ. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, you are. So we were on the sonar days. I mean, Sorry. towards the end of it, one of the shows I specifically remember was it was one of Cubby's release parties. I think it was for what was the album after the rape? Um, the Pillage. Forced Back to Sleep. No. <laughs> Forced Back to Sleep. Yeah, I think it was that one. We were in the studio, like, back area. We were playing as first name basis. It was when Jason was on the drums and Cam was DJing. I think Teddy played guessing yeah. you DJed for him. I remember you doing a long set. I think I might even have videos from this I could probably dig up. Please and do. then uh and Cubby headlined. And that would have been probably twenty eleven, twenty ten. Yeah. Probably around there. And that was like way out like you said, that Steve's was probably already long gone out of there and Sonar was having a weird thing go on where it had like gotten really big and then it had, it had completely scaled back at least that outside room where i remember the like half indoor half outdoor seeing huge shows out there and at yeah. this point in time that was done there was some, there was was some money money time, things though. going on <laughs> yeah there was like a money and like drug thing going on i think like weren't they i don't know yeah i, I thought it was like uh like they were trafficking like or uh <laughs> laundry money or some shit like i don't know it's it was some heinous shit, but I, I think the owner like spent some time in jail. But I think he might be out now or Ain't something. A damn I don't thing know. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was good times, though. Sonar was uh, that was like a pivotal point of Baltimore hip hop. I feel because I don't even know where hip hop shows take place now. I mean, like Soundstage. That's like a they, they get like big big acts though. They do. Um, so sonar is actually it's a um it's called the plush like plush nightclub or some shit right now uh i think they still do hip-hop shows there from time to time i think my buddy regulus i think he does a show he shows there but and, and yeah, is it I still i mean that's one of those things i always wonder right is there just another scene with a bunch of kids that are now 25 oh, and we're boy. like oh i don't know what's going on or I, I don't know i'm always lost on that like is there, there's the same thing going on and i'm just not on the right if i had to guess uh, twitter weird. feeds no, that'd be my guess yeah because that was when i moved to new york i remember my thought was like well i assume every sunday i'm gonna go to like a freestyle session that action bronson and J zone <laughs> and homeboy sandman are gonna be at right that's like probably in the lower east side <laughs> and then it just it didn't happen i feel like when you first moved there that stuff was actually happening and then it stopped pretty soon thereafter i had a weird run for like my first month in new york like, yeah, and I hung it out was with a mortal technique yeah, i hung out with poison pen or whatever and then 
Yeah, remember I was like, yo, I went to, it was Icon the Mike King. I had been in New York for like five days. Yeah. And I was like, I went to this show at the Sidewalk Cafe, which is now closed. Sidewalk Cafe, Pharaoh Monch was at the bar. Mr. Len was there. Yeah. Homeboy Sandman, I am many. Uh, we're just hanging out outside, chilling. Yo, this is crazy. And then, you know, six months later, I'm like, I've been in the show in like three months. Yeah. <laughs> So, it's been a long I, time since I've been to a show. I I I can't remember the last one I went to actually. I mean, I, I it's probably like a it's probably a big, bigger show that I went to. Like I remember I I saw Childish Gambino in Toronto uh, back in September. How was that? Um, really dope. Um, much bigger venue than the first time I saw him, which was uh, at the Fillmore in Silver Spring, and that was back in like 2013. That was like one of the best shows I've ever been to, actually. Um, but as far as like local music goes, I man, I, I do not get out. Like I'll, you know, unless it's one of my like good friends that's playing. Like I really don't like seek out shows to go. You went to DMCs, right? I did, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I was like, you know, if Rock was you know performing in that yep. and Remedy, of course. So yep. like, want to go out and support. Um, you know, I knew like you know Cam was coming out, uh, Rags. Um, but yeah, I don't, you know, I don't really know like that whole scene that well. Like, you know, those, you know, like I'm, I'm friendly with those dudes, but you know, I don't really keep up with them like that. What about the group of, uh, I don't know the specific name of the crew, but I know Cam has shared some of the stuff with me and I've started just checking it as it comes in as like ill conscious and J Royale and guys, it's a bunch of Baltimore guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they do. Um, I definitely see them around. I know they're doing their thing. There's another guy. Um, shit. What is his name? Uh, Easy, Easy Jackson. Easy Jackson, I think is his name. Uh, he's definitely around a lot. He's he's made a name for himself. He's really dope too. Um, so there are definitely you know cats like and then, like the the dude Gray Matter. You know, like we were just talking about. Like he's he. I know he does MC stuff. I think he freestyles as well. Uh, but he organizes and helps put on a lot of hip hop events in the area too. Let's go to a but show. Other than that, I, yeah, I feel Let's go to really. A show. I, Let's go. I feel I feel so disconnected. But yeah, I'm gonna go to this barbecue, you know, uh, b boy b girl battle uh, on Saturday, and I just got clued into that because a buddy of mine like shared the uh, the Facebook you know event page with me. Nice. So, do you do you still have any? You still have moves to? Uh display on the dance floor oh man i could maybe i could still probably break out a six step nice the knees aren't what they used to be though uh <laughs> uh what else i don't know maybe maybe a freeze i can do maybe a hold or something That'd be good. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. i think i got i think i got the upper body strength for that uh but that's probably about it i i don't know that i could do much more in the body mind. isn't as the body isn't as limber as it used to be. Right. The only like b-boy trick I think I have up my sleeve is like if I'm ever wearing like a suit or like a button-up shirt and all of a there's like a breakdance <laughs> battle, I could go in there and bust like a quick move, like don't get too extensive with it and you'd be able to pull it off because of like the surprise factor, you know. <laughs> he's being he's being modest. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm dead serious at this point. The truth is, my man goes to weddings, and then he's sore for a week. I'll shut down a wedding. I mean, it's a little bit different. 
Oh, that's true. You feel so like you're it, saying, wait, so you're saying there's a situation where you'd be in like a five elements party in a suit? Yeah, like I'm walking by. Hey, man, why don't you try to battle? All right. This is all in my head. All of this. And then you, and then you go in there, and, right? You have a great imagination. It's akin to like, you know, imagining like some guy's trying to fight you and you're like, hold on, let me just tie my shoe. Bam! And then, you know what I mean? It's, right. It's total. It's all. It's all in your mind. I kind of have that about rap where I envision yeah. like a white man can't jump like two on two scenario. Thank you. When they're like, I'll beat you in a battle with anybody. This guy and hey, let's and then this. I'm just like walking by in my work gear and they're like, take this dude. Thank you. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? You want me to rap? <laughs> all right, Hold stop. on, let me let me stretch first. <laughs> we all do it. You know, we all have these, you know, these thought these visions, delusions of grandeur, right? Yeah, there you go. That's the phrase I was hoping somebody would use. <laughs> we have we think we're gonna stop a bank robbery or something. Yeah, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> I now have what's called delusions of stamina. <laughs> like I start doing something, and I'm like, I'm going to get after it. And then five minutes later, I'm like, oh, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> Plays itself out in a lot of ways. That's hilarious. There's <laughs> many angles to this. Um, why don't we take a quick music break? Can we play some of that Droog joint? I'm... I am deep. I wanted to into play the new Euro Drew, well, but we we can go. With, if you got something queued up, go for it. I got some. I got some attic sh shit right here. Oh, absolutely. Let's How go about that. that? How do you feel about that, my brother? It's cool with me. I, I'm always impressed with like you guys keeping up on new music. Like, I didn't even know Drew had like something new out. Like I have no idea. How do you even keep up with like what's coming out? That's new. It's amazing. Number one, I think Spotify will tell you like, hey, check okay. this out. I'm, also I feel like Instagram is also a place like you, I follow my favorite artists so when they're dropping something like I know well in advance yeah sure, I, feel like, sure. I feel like it's P2P in that regard like person to person where I think I found out Drew had something new out because he posted it but then there might be I stopped following all the people that are like I'll use like complex like complex and above because it's just such like a click a clickbait money grab that I can't get down with it. I think I still follow like Ambrosia for heads and below. And even that one's like on the cusp of getting click clipped, right? There was a there was a um complex I think it was like two weeks ago. And like the 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 um headline was like Bad Baby has like a stomach flu or bad something. Bad baby. <laughs> it's like bad baby gets the stomach flu. I was like, You're this is fucking complex, man. Complex is trash. Is uh double XL still a thing? Wasn't that a, a magazine? Think, I, don't or I don't think it's a thing anymore. Are they they gone? What happened to the days of the source? Man, I like double XL like early internet blogs, double XL had some good blog posts on there. I do um I do refer to this one site, um shit. I think it's a hiphopdx.com. Yeah, that's a hip there's a lot of material on there. <clears throat> So I, I usually go there to check out uh, what the new releases are. The new know, logic. Yeah, that's always a good place to check out. The oh, the new logic. logic is actually the new logic <laughs> is actually dope. I actually kind of like that record. I'm fucking, I'm fucking right. It is good. I think that record is good. That, that joint with Eminem is actually pretty solid. Yeah, I still haven't checked that. I probably should. Yeah, it's good. I'm gonna make a note that I need to get this year old drug 
So I'm so stubborn in my I'm so stubborn in my old age that they were like Logic has a song with Eminem and I legitimately was like this song already exists. I don't know why everyone's making a big deal about it. And then I realized it was No, but I realized it was because there's a Royce the Five Nine song Mm -hmm. that had M on it and then had Logic on it. I think in the reverse order, like Logic was on it and then they did a remix with M, like the Caterpillar. Oh yeah, which is it's a banger. And I in my head I was like, oh yeah, I'm wrong as fuck. Like I'm sitting here being like, how's this website this wrong? Well, Royce, Royce, and Eminem were—they uh, were a duo. Bad meets evil. Back, uh, I don't know, like mid, early mid two thousands, I think. Yeah. When when did I think Scary Movie was? Yeah, that was them. Right? In the, that was, was the outro evil. song of the first Scary Movie. I remember yeah. seeing a at a movie theater, and it playing, and me being like, "Yo, this was better than the ninety minutes of shit I just watched." Yeah. This shit bangs. <laughs> I thought Bad Meets Evil Two had some joints on it. Yeah, I that came out what? That was more like 2011-ish, 12? Uh, it was when I was still working with you because yep. I remember listening to it. Um, it had some joys. I've admittedly not gone back to it. I might even have to. Yeah. I might even have yeah, I definitely, to. I might even I'm, have to. Put that on the side. I have to go back. Where's, where's the... Where's the I, I meant to bring this up because yeah. I, I heard Erica... I was listening to the Erica yeah. uh, pod yeah, uh, she, episode She let us know her feelings. So she, so she, you know, she brought back some, uh, some nostalgia yep. of Crumb Bills. Yep. Um, so my nostalgia that I wanted to bring up was uh, the different styles members. Yes, because uh, I feel like I, have, I haven't heard that in some time. And then also, what are you drinking? I haven't heard that in a while either. Well, let's let's play that real quick before drinking? we Which, go into the song. Yeah, let's do it. It, it was kind of killed I'm, by Steve's sobriety. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually going to kill. I'm gonna kill it tonight because I'm drinking water because I'm also sober. So <laughs> we're gonna dive bomb real quick. So I'm hoping one of you two can pick it back up. Yeah, I'm drinking water, man. <laughs> Chuck, Eli- Elijah Craig bourbon on the rocks. Uh, who's Elijah yeah. Craig? First, that's dope. That's, huh? that's a buddy of mine. Um, he's like no, some Jim. He's like some Jim Crow guy or something. He's like Roger Craig's. <laughs> younger brother <laughs> i think he i think Less joe i think brother. joe biden referenced him in a speech the other day what's his name again elijah craig we used to work with the other side of the aisle politics reference no don't know what i'm talking no about. politics okay. right. yet yet politica yet politica <clears throat> no politics somebody will get that joke we got we got at least a year until the heated Cromwell's arguments started again about politics. Oh, There's definitely one episode that was just all, all screaming. Was, that was yeah, when I knew yeah. people were listening because there were a lot of comments. And then when someone said that Cole represented the middle ground and Steve and I were too far left, <laughs> I was like, all right. Oh, Shout out to C's. Miss you, buddy. Yeah, Cole, man. But you're yeah. not middle ground. <laughs> no. Cole is not middle ground. Sorry. <laughs> So I'm getting excited about <laughs> all these new sounds. Yeah, these are fresh. These are all brand. I've never it heard feels, any of these it before feels good. on the show. Hey, yo, my attitude is all fucked up and real shitty. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good line. All right, it doesn't so, rhyme with anything. What's the rhyme before he says healthy? What for? What? 
for like this the one? setup and line after that. Oh, it's yeah. a great setup line. Hey, yo, my attitude is all fucked up and real shitty. I rap like no one out there can fuck with me. Isn't that the next line or that's the line before? Yeah, you got me. I'm not sure. Yeah, because that obviously does run. Either way. You guys know you guys know lyrics like really well. I I fail at that. Come on, y'all, let's go to work. <laughs> I need that on my alarm clock in the morning. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's going to be my new ringtone. I annoy the shit out of everybody at the office. Mm. All right, so let's talk about... You did some cuts here. Um, What year was this? I have done some cuts before. What what year was this? The Billy Woods. 2014? Does that sound right? The the, uh, Dower Candy? I never know how to pronounce that word. Dower or door? Mm, Let's say Dower. Okay. Because if it was Dora, it would it would have been D O O R, right? Yeah, but I just I I I think the first time that I heard or saw that word was on that record. So, um, how did this come about? How do you know Mr. Woods? So, Billy Woods, I um, I came to know him through uh, the folks I work with up in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Big breakfast. So, big breakfast. Yep. Uh, although I never, I never actually, I never worked with him, but I've done shows with Big Breakfast before, or I've been like on a bill with Big Big Breakfast before. Um, he's dope. His his lives is fun as shit. He's such a fun dude to watch, and nice. he's got really good raps. Um, so yeah, just like the guy, and like that, and I came to know those guys up in New York through Teddy, because mm-hmm. uh, I think, think Teddy uh, met uh, our buddy Am Breakups, uh, who's a producer. Um, I think they met. I think they met on like either like a deaf a deaf jokes message board. I think. Um, solid. This, this would have been when message boards were still a solid prevalent. Bond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so then like yeah you know, they started working together and then I got clued in and then just through connections uh, I came to know Billy Woods and then he asked me to uh, yeah I guess like a lot of those New York heads like they would ask me to do cuts um, so like. There's another duo, Prem Rock and Willie Green. Um, you know, I was on a record of theirs. Um, those dudes are really dope too. Um, and then, yeah, Billy Woods. I just knew them. Like, uh, you know, Billy Woods was working with Elucid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Billy just, I guess he. So I did like a. I think I did a mixtape for him first. It was like a best of Billy Woods mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. I may be transposing that order, but I think that I did that mixtape first, and then I did this Dower Candy. Nice. I'm just looking it up when that. God, that came out in 2013. That's fucking crazy. I need a copy of the Best of Billy Woods mixtape, by the way. Okay, I got you. Thank you. It's like 30. It's like 30 tracks. Um, Jeez, you weren't playing around. Yeah, it's a. No, it's a lot. Well, I mean, he wasn't playing around because he just like fed me the tracks, he was and like, then he was just like these 30. Yeah, okay. Exactly. He was oh. just like mix them, mix them as you will. Um. So yeah, that was just that was like 2013. He asked me to hop on this joint. Uh, I think the whole record was produced by Blockhead. Um, oh, damn. Yeah. It was either the whole record or just that joint that I was on. But I think he did the whole record. It's a big difference. Um, <laughs> it, is. it is. I'm actually like trying to look it up to see. You know, I'm fucking around. Uh, I'm totally kidding. Yeah, I know. Just tell me. To but it, 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 you're, it you're arguing actually... there isn't a big difference. Got it. Yeah. Noted. <laughs> I think it's an important 
fact, an important uh, note of the record. Maybe it was just that one track. Anyway, right. the track that I was on, Blockhead produced, and it, it was such it's, a dope beat. It's, that, clearly, like, it's clearly the best song on the album. I agree. I actually agree with that. Yeah. And for, like, from, it, it was it made it really easy for me to do cuts just because the beat was so yeah. smooth and it was just so uh, it was just such a good head nodder. But I'll stop talking about it because I don't want to build it up anymore. If people Come actually on, like, yeah, like it. <laughs> All right, this is Central Park by Billy Woods off the album Dower Candy featuring DJ Attic on the cuts. Chrome Bills, 158. Solid. It came in two pieces, no arm, no breakdown, still felt like gifts from Jesus. Water in the drought, if you scared, go in the house. Married to the game, abusing my spouse Bout it like Victor Bout Mum's the word, idiots open their mouth to move all doubt I'm in the park when it's dark out Twist the bark, hands of a surgeon Never went the shark route, eggs from a sturgeon Sour candy from an urchin Ask not for whom the ravens perched It calls for you, Tower of London when I punch in For him, they built a supermax under the dungeon Panopticon, octagon within an octagon Wrap my way out like word is born my 10% was militant, knowledge yourself, nigga rich, Negro recidivist, lonely hearts club. Apparently, I'm the only rapper that didn't fuck your bitch. Yet, in lieu of respect, I'm now accepting certified checks. Wade through the crowd, swipe your hand. Shorty's unconvinced when I say I'm with the band. Metal halide lamps, black green acres, good fences, pale neighbors. We can have the streets, conspicuously absent when them things start clapping. Green in the wood like absent, white flight like aspen. The hustling me wants to give back, help kids with their fractions. Metric system, reading comprehension, theoretical math. Like if you give a dude a half, what's the likelihood he brings it back? Pop quiz, what's the line between being crazy high and a panic attack? Trick question, told son, you can run with the best. Years later, found him eating Jim Crow in the colored section. You wreck slow horses, fast bet. Police sweep, little homies caught in the net. You probably could have done something, but you didn't. Now that it's too late, a whole bunch of predictable hand ringing. Blame the family, blame myself, or blame the system. Fact is, gun charge with two priors. My little cousin's going to prison. I'm out here till I got no work left. I'm out here till t- 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 I got no no no, no work left. I'm out here. I'm out here till t- 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 I got no no work left. Crazy. His Fire. his rhyme his rhymes are insane. Like yeah. his wordplay, his vocabulary. Like it's it's like reading a book listening to him. Yeah. <clears throat> it's really wild. Yeah. He's he's been really successful. Um him well, Arm and Hammer, I think was the name. Uh, yeah. the duo him and Elusive did. Yep. Um they Shout put out. out some joints. Shout outs. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. Representing New York very well. City? Yeah, I'm I'm sleeping. City or what city, New York. Yeah, uh, I think I think they're out of Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. Shout out. Yeah. They're really dope. Alu- yeah. Elucid, like 
Um, God, he did a track. Actually, my uh, and breakups. I know he he produced a couple joints for Elucid. Mm. Um, I think I did cuts on one of those. I can't remember which one. But uh, I think I think Elucid actually doesn't like cuts on his tracks. Okay. But but breakups was I guess pretty adamant about me doing cuts on it. And like Elucid was cool with it. He wasn't like you know hell no like you know. You know Oh, Attic can't do cuts on it, but I think just in general, like he just prefers not to have cuts on his tracks. What do you have any idea what that one's called? <clears throat> um, shit, I could probably look it up. Um, actually, there is one joint that I was on um, that I really, really like. Um, give me one sec. This is Chrome Bill's episode 158 with DJ. This is, this is the Google search portion of the show. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Hey, yo. Let's run. Hold on. Let's do this real quick. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was strong. All yeah. Right, All right, stop. So look up. Um, <laughs> this isn't uh, like the Elucid the... joint. Okay. Um, but there's a joint. I guess is there a way that I can like chat it? Yeah, I guess I couldn't chat it to you. You could just look it up. Uh, it's the track's called Nothing. Um, yeah, there should it, be only be a couple. Featuring... <laughs> just look up. <laughs> oh my God. Shut the fuck up. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, search if you do nothing. Cavalier. Nothing compared. Sinead O'Connor got it. That should be it, actually. The uh, artist name is Cavalier. Yeah, do nothing. Cavalier uh, breakups. All one word. Uh, All one word? What do you mean? No one word. <laughs> no, mean, no sorry. Mean... Break, break, breakups is one word. So first word, nothing. Second word, cavalier. <laughs> Third word, breakups. I thought this was one I'm on, long I'm hashtag. On, I'm on Spotify, bro. Nothing cavalier breakups. It may be on Spotify, actually. Okay. I see it on. I mean, it's on Bandcamp, but let's I don't do know. some. Let's do soccer talk for a minute. While I try to find this. Hilarious. What do you think about Eden Hazard leaving Chelsea? Making these names. Clearing the way for my boy, by the way. The young the Are young you... gunner. What were you saying, Steven, that we're, we're making names up here? E- What's the guy's name? Elis Lazar? Eden Hazard. <laughs> Eden Hazard. I would argue that he uh, has I not. Think it... Terrible joke. I, I, think it, I think it's a good look for him. I, I, think, he, I think it's the right decision, actually. Um... And so, so Chuck, you're saying the young guy? Do you mean on Real Madrid, the Vinicius Junior, or you mean uh, Pulisic on uh, I meant, Chelsea? Yeah, I meant Pulisic. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see what he does. He's what 20 I, now? He wasn't going to get on the field if they kept his art, and they paid definitely not five million dollars for him. So it was like, <laughs> I know. I kind of wondered how it was going to work. I'm like, all right, so I guess they're going to play them on the opposite sides, but that would you know you put face somebody and then play him out of position is kind of weird my uh, uh my the, like the very like patriotic pride uh that i had like when Pulisic got signed for such a high amount i was like hell yeah i was like i was very happy about that an american soccer player like getting signed for that much to a premier league team where are you in terms of following the men's national team uh, like, were you planning to watch some games in Russia while you were over there, and then they didn't qualify? Or yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly. 
exactly the plan. Uh, <laughs> You're like, Belgium it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it, it, it was... Um, I mean, I, I did that because um, when I went to apply for tickets, um, it showed me uh, like what what teams, if I was choosing to follow a team, it showed me which teams, um, you know, I guess had, um, you know, the most demand. So like, you know, Argentina obviously had like huge demand, uh, Brazil, you know, France, England, Germany, uh, Spain probably. as well. Germany, yep, exactly. And so I was like, shit, all right, well, I'm not going to, you know, because I'm not going to submit an application, um, you know, for for a team that's probably got, you know, that's high demand, because I'll probably not get it. So I looked at Belgium, and actually, I think Spain was like as the same as Belgium, which was like medium demand. I was like, all right, yeah, let me see if I can get a, you know, get a chance of getting tickets for them. And unfortunately, I did with Belgium. But yeah, my whole intention was like, all right, ends US over in Russia, like, you know, let's watch the USA and... You know, see what they can do, and then they didn't even qualify. And I was like, ah, oh, great. That's <laughs> that's very like indicative of the U.S. men's team. I remember I went in '06, and they were they had like flown up the FIFA rankings to a level that was just not indicative of how good they were as a team. Right. Uh, I think it. Would, I think they were at four overall, which like I, that's insane. As a fan, I feel like the realistic ceiling for this team is like just as a country right now, and even in that era was like about twenty. Where you'd be like, "All right, we make it to the round of sixteen because, like, you know, there's some. It, it's not. It's not evenly spread out. So maybe the ceiling was like sixteen. Uh, but they were at four. So I go to the first game and they're playing the Czech Republic, and they were down two nothing in the first twenty minutes. <laughs> I just remember, I was like, I'm on the other side of the fucking world for just this game. And if it, if I was home, I would probably like be walking outside right now or turning the TV off. <laughs> I think they're thirtieth uh, right now. Um, that even seems high. What is it, what is that it, what uh, is it about uh, U.S. soccer that keeps them from being super, like highly competitive? We have we don't have a good like system to bring young players up to that competitive level. Okay. Yeah, it's twofold. One, our best athletes don't play soccer or football right okay. so you have that aspect where <laughs> true. yeah right true. they don't they go to basketball like they go to basketball they go to football baseball yeah yeah baseball right the second yep. part is the like pay to play aspect right where there's right the kids that do play and kind of come through these systems are they're rich kids from suburbia right right and it's like it involves a lot of travel it involves a lot of all the stuff where it's a huge demand. I mean, Steve, the best thing you can do is hope your kids don't get into soccer because you'll be like, I'm in New York next weekend for a tournament. Do you want to hang out? <laughs> like That's definitely how your life will unfold. It's a, it's a massive demand. Whereas I think in these smaller countries and the fact that everyone's playing, like if you're in, in Belgium, you can elevate to a level of being as good as any 18-year-old without really leaving like a 50-mile radius from your home. Good point. Because everybody's that good. Yeah, because exactly. I mean, you might have one oh. or two times a year where you're going somewhere, but it's like there's enough going on and there's a there's a structure. Kind of like I, I think American football is the best comparison. Uh-huh. Where like you don't have to live in Texas to go to the NFL, you know. But yeah. like there are neighborhoods where like there are portions of Texas where I mean they're just churning out NFL players every year out of right. certain right. high schools and certain right areas that it's just that prominent. But almost everywhere, even in Maryland, like the 
Friday night high school football game. It's a you big know, deal. WJ yeah. Churchill. Yeah, it's a big deal. Guys, it's a big deal. It's not, you know, this like Saturday, 11 a.m. Let's set up the, We're a the weird corner society. flags. and <laughs> right. We're a strange yeah. society, right? That we put our children like, here, go get concussed for every for our town's entertainment. <laughs> You're going to end well, up with, with knee, mean, knee and uh, brain issues for the rest of your life. I mean, that's for American football, but like, yeah. you know, oh, the, that are... same that same level of fanaticism and yeah. uh, like, you know, insanity and to some degrees, like is also in Europe with, you know, respect to soccer because yeah. like they embrace that sport so much over there that, you know, they, you know, like, I mean, you, you could find like videos on Instagram of like little like six year old kids like juggling, you know, a soccer ball like better than know we could you know right. or like you know any like eight, you know some 18 year olds like in high school like you know these like brazilian like six seven year old kids are just like doing like all these little trick moves like dribbling you know juggling and like they look like they're ready to play in the world cup right now jeez it's kind of indicative and of where like the and one basketball culture was in like the yeah. late 90s early 2000 right where you would see these guys that in terms of one or two skills maybe particularly like ball handling like you, you never, you're never watching that being like, damn, that dude can really box out. But like ball handling, you would see people <laughs> where you're like, these guys are at the level of the pros. And I think yeah. that's how it is for sort of ball control, whether it be dribbling or juggling a soccer ball, is that you got kids that are, you know, 12 years old and they're just at playing at that one aspect of the game at an elite level. We yeah. don't have a, we don't have a 12 year old soccer player that's doing that. Right. Unless there's some weird, like Tim Weah, right? Who's like his dad was a famous soccer player and he just happened to grow up in Brooklyn. Okay. You know, it's like one but his dad's from I think it's like Nigeria or Ghana so and was like and played in the Premier League and all this stuff, you know. Freddie Adu is not from Chicago. Ghana. Ghana. Okay. And Freddie Adu never right. turned out to be that nice. Oh really? Okay. No. Yeah, that is true. I think they've like what's the NBA realized that he was actually a lot older. The hype was that he was young, but then he never got any taller. Uh, and there were always these rumors in, around University of Maryland that people would like see him at keg parties, and not just that he was there, but that for a kid who was like was fourteen, buying. he would no, he was like drinking like a twenty year old, like he'd be like, "Yo, beer before liquor," you know, like he just had like all these like adages that people that are fourteen don't know. <laughs> beer before liquor, <laughs> like guys, watch out. <laughs> that's that's good old Freddie. <laughs> um. But the 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 whole pay to play thing, um, the one thing that I, I guess that's kind of similar, like the the U.S. women's team is kind of going through that. Um, you know, I, I mean, they're even just fighting for equal pay, like at this point, like to get paid the same way the men do, which I think is kind of uh, insane. You know, because everybody's like, well, you know, you guys got to win the Olympics and you guys got to win the World Cup. It's like, well, like yeah, they. Like they they've done that. I think they won the Olympics. Um, but yeah, they like they they've done more than the U.S. men's team has. But like they're still absolutely. not getting paid the yeah. you know the same, which is like absolutely like insane. Like they they are the best U.S. Uh, professional team. Yeah, that we have. So actually, it would be I realized I would, too that that's a good call. I, I'd love to see the men's team. I realized too that team. I became a. I would love to see that. By the way, I want to see yeah. it so bad because I still feel like the men's team would win, but maybe that's my own arrogance. But I was having this discussion. I realized I was basically a MAGA, uh, like a Trump supporter, where I was just repeating something that I heard that was coming out of the U.S. soccer was saying, and they were like, well, the reason why they don't get 
paid as much as because they're not bringing as much of the revenue in. So it's like having this discussion, you know, not emphatic arguments, which just being like, yeah, you know, the difference is that the U.S. can do a friendly and they'll get 60,000 people. And, you know, U.S. soccer just like kept spitting that out. Oh, the women will only get 10,000. And they're like Forbes, I think it was, or Wall Street Journal was like, here's the incoming revenue over the last three years for live games. It was like the women ahead by, you know, call it 10%, like very close. And I'm like, whoa, I, I was definitely under the opinion that it was some 80-20 split. So y'all are going to lose this fucking lawsuit. Like, right uh, right yeah. when I saw it, I was like, you guys are fucked. Yeah. Because the only thing that was hanging on that was the aspect of like, no, no, but this is this is fair because it's based on incoming revenue. Like Now it just looks like discrimination flat out. It does. Hmm. Ain't a damn thing funny. It looks, you know what it really looks like? It looks like... Uh, it looks like they know that if they don't throw a lot of the money to the men, mm. you're going to have guys that are making like millions of dollars that aren't going to come play for 50. I'm good. Did we lose Attic, by the way? Did he freeze? I think you guys are. There's my point. That I, think you might, I think you might be frozen. I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'm here. Okay, cool. There was like this weird little, I don't know if it was like a Google chat thing but it was like this little like flash of like an image that it showed me so maybe i was cutting up for a second i don't know it was like this random picture of some dude that it just like showed up on the screen <laughs> i was like what the f-? i was who's like what the dude? hell is that <laughs> who's that guy was it cavalier was, Wait, like, was, it that- was it the my google picture of me sitting uh, around a picnic bench <laughs> Was that must have been you? Okay, that was you then. Okay, yeah, I think that is me. It, it it did not look like you at all, but yeah, that's exactly the description of the picture. <laughs> nice. So, Steve, yes. I sent you a link. Oh, uh, Thank you. I, I don't know if you got it. Dropbox, uh, Gmail. No, through this Hangouts, through the Google Chat. Uh, let me try to find it. Um, let me send it in this video chat. Maybe that's what I need to do. Okay, Planet Premrock, right? Oh, yeah. The Reservoir Sounds Bandcamp link? There's that. And the Reservoir Sound Bandcamp link, yeah. So there, there, there are two. I did find that elusive joint uh, with breakups. and then But the the Planet Premrock one with Cavalier, uh, the track called Nothing, that's probably the, my favorite track, I think, that, that I'm a part of. All right, let me find it. Um, it is Bandcamp. I'm like I'm assuming that you're able to play like I mean you're playing music off your computer right? Different computer, but uh, okay. I just make I just make things difficult for myself. That's <laughs> um, what we do as men. As men. <clears throat> all right, so what's we, the, we what, earn what, all what, the money and we what, make it difficult. What album is this off of? Mm. The build. I don't think it, I don't think it's uh, so the yeah so the the build is um, that's uh, a record by. Uh, this dude, he goes by Premrock now, but back then he went by Premonition. Okay. Um, and so this is a remix that my buddy uh, Am Breakups did, uh, or our buddy, I should say, he's a mutual friend, uh, uh, that Am Breakups did. But it, it never yeah. was released on a record. I, th- I think it was just like an in- independent like single that oh, he threw out. Oh, here we out. go. Okay, cool. But the beat, the beat is like I fucking love the beat so much. Get 
the produce, he barricaded his room. Now he's locked in with sounds like rounds lodged in wounds. Couldn't move without assistance of a needle and groove. Suburbanite, he'll own the perfect version of the word of life. Throughout the mic, working word, it emerged with a perfect sight. See, he's nothing without that. Life's visual soundtrack. Studied scriptures of the culture, and he found that. Freedom is drum breaking, extended to truncated. Exists from his lungs shaking, it slipped through his tongue, shaping the words. Heart and mind conceived the sounds and patterns of love making trace the shape of his smile. He's acting wild, though a slight degenerate, for measured and solely only for benefit of the crowd. Hoping for the sake of it that he was making a crowd. Breathing in the fragrance, beat street, breaking it down. And see, I'm nothing without that snare tap, that old cap, syncopated rhythm that's making you all crap. Nothing without that bass shattering soundtrack. Put your hands in the sky, there's something about that. I'm nothing without that stage lights, the crowd pack, syncopated rhythm. The best making you all clap Nothing without that Life's visual soundtrack Put your hands in the sky There's something From the moment that. the curtains open Like my mama's legs They said they could see your head So I stay by the tracks And by the stages Leave them probably for dead So they at the wake In the wake My ripple affected away I choose to move and operate Popularity is fake And fans will oscillate At the wave From a Miss American face So haste I never make Instead I give you taste Of what it's like to live Or give At least a fuck If that's the case So don't try to find my wise You out of line Like a ripped page I don't have to qualify My bottom line Of sick days If it's nothing to you How you mean nothing To the one thing I do That ain't about you Being so comfortable It's having nothing Really something to have If that's your math I guess your number's up You already been had I'd rather grab it Summon up that last Something to crash Kamikaze closed curtain While they lay me your cash nothing without that Snare tap That moon cap Tinkle pay the rhythm That's making you all clap Nothing without that Face shattering soundtrack Put your hands in the sky there's something about that I'm nothing without that Stage life, the crowd pack Syncopated rhythm is making you all clap Nothing without that Life's visual soundtrack Put your hands in the sky There's something on his hand Pressed on just a prodigal son who proverbs wait a tongue creating his next song he channeled cavaliers and chiefly leaders of the past through technique freaking the frequency of the math a young man twisted and turned through ambition and his vision incurred his drives arrival never missing a turn defined survival through his mixture of words a mosaic fragmented through his faith it emerged because he's nothing but the weight of his words on his shoulder lay the weight of the world try if you may but you ain't breaking his nerves solar flares in the sky where his breaking occurred took his fate and Folded it into the shape of a pearl Cause you ain't baiting and playing him Cause you ain't his concern And underestimation only leaves you tasting his words You look into his face and see every trace of his pure Nothing without creating so he's making it work See I'm nothing without that Stand tap and boom cap Tinkle pay the rhythm that's making you all clap Nothing without that face shattering soundtrack Put your hands in the sky there's something about that I'm nothing without that stage life the crowd pack Tinkle pay the rhythm that's making you all clap Nothing without that Clean, brother. 
Cheers, man. Thanks for playing that. Super clean. I, lo I, lo Super I love clean. that song. So is that uh, is the new Droog record? Is that called "It Wasn't Even Close"? That was the no. There's one after that. It's called "Transportation." Oh shit! So he's so I guess that so that one came out this year too, though. Uh, it wasn't even close. That came out. Which is also which is also amazing. In my, yeah. In my humble opinion. I'm feeling the newer one more, but I'm kind of biased because it's the whole thing's sort of tied together, at least like chorus-wise and theme-wise, by. Transportation. Get it, getting around New York City without a car. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Like Steve, when you were like, "Oh, monthly is fucking genius." Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, uh, what's the other one? Train Love." Train Love is the shit. Train Love is so fire. If there was one song, I think I I would probably pick Train Love. I'm looking it up right now, seeing if I can find it. We'll do we'll do like a snippet here of Train Love. She even took the B to the J. Oof. One express on the A. One hey! Express on the A. Here we go. <laughs> they give us like 30 seconds of this yeah. train. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> wow, sorry. I didn't mean for it to hit that loud. <laughs> Turn it up a little. This song's about this one girl. I wonder if I'll ever see her again. We need a rap along, Chuck. I doubt it. Maybe she'll hear this though. She was on the train looking bad as hell. Little Mademoiselle. I got off mad enough to yell. Down to smack up, cut and spray something. Cause she gave me the eye and I ain't say nothing. No, I probably won't catch her in that hood again. And now my mind's haunted by what could have been. Could have had a nice life for a kid together. Might eat at me forever. I'm crying for that horse I was eyeing on the iron horse. And didn't speak up, took a giant loss. Could have been my best friend on my BM. True love on the BMT West End. Every single day I hope that she on the train. But my love derailed to no avail. What was she like? Well, I don't know her that well. All I know is she took the L. She took the G. She took the Okay, one express on the A. Hey, to see low, real local with trips. Only thing better is a four, five, and a six. God damn, she was fine. That shit is fire. <laughs> dope. That's really it's dope. A, it's the right kind of beat for like the storytelling vibe, too. I mean, it's just sometimes it all comes together, and yeah. that's definitely one of those joints where you're like, yo, okay. So that fits in with his other, <clears throat> he has another song like that, uh, that 40 Deuce, right? Yeah, the forty deuce, which is about the <clears throat> all the trains on Forty Second Street. Right. Similar kinda, like a, similar vibe to it, right? You use uh -huh. like a use like a sample that's that's been or like an old school track and rap over it, but like flip it in your own way. Me and my team played the deuce back when you used to think you could boost it high with a loose in front of the old Port Authority. I was the bus down king. New Port New Authority. Port Authority. I was gonna say that's nice. the, that's where you get the C and D right there. Yeah, is the <laughs> that's a wait. What is the sample on Train Ride? Am I gonna feel like a fucking idiot when you tell me? Uh, I don't. It's it's shit. It's on the tip of my tongue. We'll come back to it. Not quite as noticeable as do 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 Right. Does he uh does he produce his own stuff? 
think this one. Was I don't believe all... so, Steve. I was going to ask you if Edon did any of the stuff on this record. Do you know? Um, I think he might have provided some loops, on, and that's just speculation on my part. There's a there's one song that I was like, I think I've heard this before. Hold on, let's, let me let me play it for you. It was uh it was one of the interludes. Uh, Is it the one where the guy's telling the stories about <clears throat> the guys stealing the bus? It's called like buses, bikes, and bleeps, and they start bleeping out like the the people's names. This one. I yeah, have a feeling that Edon maybe hipped him to this record. That's all. That's all speculation, but this is his style. Ooh, nice. I remember when we were kids, little tots and lads. Two of my homeboys was riding the bikes uptown. Gary and Harry, no relation. Rolled all the way to Yonkers. So. What is he talking with? So he goes all the way to Inwood, Dykeman, DeWick, Avonim Beso, Ah Wee Wee. I was like, does that, does that even mean anything? I've yeah. just heard it in DeWick so many times. I was like, are those people or places? DeWick is get off my DeWick, right? That's what I always thought it was. Is Up it? to this get point, I did too. Then I, then I started thinking it was like some, you know. Like I thought it was short an acronym for, or something for Dykeman, which is like a, a neighborhood in Inwood, or it's like the stop. You take the Dykeman Avenue bound A train to Inwood. Mm. Which, when I first saw it, so it's a funny story about my ignorance to New York when I first moved here was that this dude was performing at a, the, the when I actually first got here. I did a show with him my first like two months at the New Yorkian, and this dude that went on after me was wearing a hat that said Dykeman, like for the avenue, but it was D Y C K M A N. And we thought that he was saying he was the dick man. <laughs> we were like, yo, I was like, this dude is bold as fuck. He's the dick man. And we were laughing about it all night, like me and my boy that I went with it. And then the next day I got on the A train to go to work and they were like, this is a Dykeman Avenue bound A train express. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, so that isn't actually as funny as we thought. <laughs> Ladies, I'm the dick man. <laughs> it's all right. In, in that moment, it was, uh, uh, it made for a great story. <laughs> <laughs> in that moment it was it was very fun <laughs> yeah I kind of didn't want it to be true I was like don't see what you're seeing <laughs> has that happened a lot though where like I guess uh, you've been humbled in New York oh, with like yeah. certain nuances like certain nuances of New York like that you caught on like after living there for you know so long yeah I'm trying to think of just specific instances but absolutely so yeah, I I feel yeah, I definitely feel like I would be I would look like the noob Taurus like for a long time while I'm up there. There's things where people will be talking about places, and I just assume it's a person. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll be like, that dude sounds pretty cool, and they'll be like, no, no, that's a park. I'm like, oh, oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> New York is wild. I, it's I go up there very sparingly. Now I used to go up there a little bit more. Like Teddy and I would do shows up there almost exclusively. Like we we don't ever do shows here in Baltimore. Like we would do shows like out of town more often than we would ever play here. Like New York would be one of those. Do you guys remember where you were playing? Yeah, I'm. I was just trying to think of um, what was the name of the spot in Brooklyn. Uh, I think it was in Bed Stuy somewhere. Um, 
Uh, it's escaping me right now what the name of it was. Uh, it, was a, it was like a small little joint, just a bar. They had like a little like backyard, like patio area. Um, and then they set up like they have like a makeshift stage that they have set up back there. Um, and they would just throw like little like cookout, barbecue, you know, events and like have like, you know, hip hop like playing on the back. Um, God, I can't remember the name. I should know this because we've played there a number of times. Um, I can't think of it. I'll try and look it up uh, in between Shatter. But yeah, I don't know. Brooklyn's always fun. I, I actually, I think um, I haven't been to. I think Bron- Bron- the Bronx is the only borough that I've not been to yet. I don't think. I've only gone for work. I've never actually like spent any time up there on, you know, <laughs> Ran- random soundboard. Random soundboard. <laughs> He's like, this is the Grand Concourse sample. Dude, I found this. Shit. I found this shit right here. Oh, this is the Drew sample. Right when you hear that, it's the tempo, you're like, someone's gonna rap on this. Oh, shit. That's a UMC sample right there. You hear that? That's fucking hard as shit. Alright, ready? Hey! Wait, hold up. You heard it? Yeah. I heard that other song though. I love that. The joint you just played. Oh, this one? That's the song before this. Hey! The fucking UMCs are awesome. First, what, something to grow on? Is yeah, the track? yeah, one to grow on. The, fir- the first UMC's album on. is fucking awesome. I truly like this. Castle on the borderline is surely like this. Approaching of a UMC is purely hypeness. You, know, you want to get your boy amped? You want to see some invaders on my fruit basket to a casket meaning done away see the flocks run away so as a umc i ask myself who could be the leaders resembling the stars out of fall well, it's you, and as i find the coolness in me at a whim who would freeze blue cheese spin a 360 on the runway stop and here are many more than just one set u-n-i-v-r-s-a-l go on because we gave them all one thought to grow on I wish I wish people could see this so they could see Steve wowing out. I was certainly dancing off beat too, but I'm gonna blame it on the uh, the G chat signal. Little known <laughs> little known in. fact, UMC's second album called Unleashed, they come out and they're rhyming like super hardcore, and there's a lot of like Wu Tang shoutouts. It's the Wu MCs, <laughs> like UMC's like sort of Wu Tang affiliates on the low. Where were they from? Where in New York? Because they're from Staten Island. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And then there was the other dude. Um, just, uh, just not. What am I? What am I saying? Not Justo. Not just Ice. 
not just blaze not just blaze um i'll come back to that my memory will come back to me in a minute this is it i'm so sober. i'm sober too yeah it was great warrior's drum Kinda. hold up hold up here we go i would you guys know the warriors I would like some bourbon you know the warrior's drum Hey, uh, King uh, Just. King Just. Here we go. Oh, that's right. King Just. Now, listen to this song and tell me that Method Man didn't didn't bite this whole flow. Yeah, What's the time frame on this? King Just. Coming through for the Shaolin crew. Black Fist. Hold up. Yo, hit him with an uppercut. Hey, y'all, hey, y'all, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all, hey, y'all, hey, y'all. That came in right after that. I think it's him. That's wow. King Just. All respect to the gods, but I'm sure they would. They would disagree. They would disagree. (laughs) No, they give respect too. Sure, sure. They might be like, "Oh, we were at the club at the same time. We were all growing." You're right. It's probably they're probably all friends. So Chuck, uh, the name of that. Uh, bar is it's a uh, project parlor. Oh, it's on Myrtle oh, Ave in Bedsty. Mm. I literally it took me a second, but I I searched Brooklyn Bedsty back patio bar, and then it came up. That was it. <laughs> but yeah, cool spot. It's actually pretty nice. It's like a really like vintage kind of vibe. If that makes sense. Very low, you know, low lit uh, ambiance. Directly next to the Marcy projects. I mean, you couldn't be any closer. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Very, very um, animated uh, demographic in there. Reminds me of certain parts of Baltimore. Sure. I mean, Marcy projects are huge too. When you look at this, like on the, if you just go here on Google Maps, mm. New York is crazy, man. It's so fucking huge. I, that's. Why I don't think I could live there because it's just it's so it's so enormous. It's like pick, too much. You gotta pick your spots, you know. I hear you. I hear you, man. I never leave my neighborhood on the weekends. <laughs> like, and I don't realize it till Monday. I'll just because uh, when I lived in Manhattan, I mean, we would just we would always go somewhere because everything was like sure five minutes on the train, you know, five minutes in a cab. But like now that I live in Brooklyn, that's uh, it'd be Monday morning and I'll be taking the subway to work and I'll be like, damn, I didn't take an uber or a train ride all weekend like i just walked to places within you know 15 minutes or less of my place and part of that's that is, age. i mean part of it's age you know because it's right, like there's, right, right. there's a ton of things nearby we lived here for like six months and there's still like bars and restaurants i want to go to and i'm like yeah you know it's saturday night should go out somewhere else get dinner and go to one bar you know and then you're like okay we can do that within walking distance <laughs> And do you guys usually go to like the same bar? Like, do you guys have like your like set like bars that you go to? Uh, we try not to, but we definitely have two or three spots where like 
like the bar down the street from us that I wouldn't even have to like cross the street to go to that's on my block. They don't necessarily know my wife and I by name, but like they bring Guinness when we sit down without even asking. Nice. Cause they're like, I know how nice. you guys roll. Nice. And nice. and sometimes that isn't even what I'm a hundred percent in the mood for, but You're gonna drink just anyway, because so. the yeah, relationship exactly. is that way, I'm like, I'll mix it up on the second order. You know, like they'll come back and be like, "You want another one?" I'll be like, "Actually, I'm gonna do a Manhattan tonight." You know, but it's like you, you, you're like, "I don't want to fuck with this" because yeah, all a of a sudden system. it's like right. they're like, "I don't even know you anymore." You've spent so long building that up. I thought exactly. I knew you, Jimmy. Yeah, right. You've got you've gotten this far. You can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're like, eh, let's roll with this. That's dope, though. That is the one thing I love about New York City, though, is the public transportation. Like, I absolutely am so. Yeah. Uh, envious of that like just because you can hop on a train and get to any other part of the city and like yeah it takes time but like you at least still have that option like available to you or you just walk everywhere you know and i mean the the truth is you get you get that time you know it's one thing if you're going to like uh, rush hour commute to work and you're standing and you're packed like sardines it's not like you're sitting there leisurely reading a book but like if I was going to go to like a Yankee game or something like that on the weekends, like, okay, fine. It's 45 minutes on the train. Like I can do whatever in that. Exactly. Time. You know, I can be seated. I could bring a book. I could bring a magazine. I could do whatever. Whereas if you're driving, you know, that's your activity. I do miss driving. You know, every, whenever I get behind a car, the wheel of a car, which happens, you know, three or four times a year, I'm like, yeah, I forgot how nice this is. But in terms of not doing it every day, I don't miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Driving is nice, but, I do wish I had better public transportation here in Baltimore. That's the one thing um, uh, I really appreciated about uh, Moscow was like the trains there. Like literally, if you miss the train, like it's all good. There's literally another train that comes by like in another like one, two minutes. It's always on time, like always on point. I was super impressed with that. I was like, I I think I I came to the conclusion that I think the, the train systems in Moscow were better than New York. Wow, <clears throat> I believe that's very impressive. The New York one's impressive, and then when you live here, you get spoiled by how it works when it's running on time. So there'll be times to be like, "How the fuck did it take me like fifty minutes to get to work instead of thirty-five? This is bullshit." You know, like on the Drug album, there's that thing where he's like, "I'll be, I'm on my way, but I'll probably be late." Fuck the MTA, and it's like something that everyone in in New York would certainly agree with. But at the same time, I'm like, "Yeah, I mean." <laughs> They're running, they're running 24 <laughs> hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 And what? It, what is it? Uh, is it the L train that like always goes down, or always like the, there's one train I think that always like is inoperable or like the G. Is that right. I don't know. The G. The G is yes. The one that's okay. Fucked up. Huh. And that's the only train that doesn't go into okay. Manhattan. It goes oh. from it goes from Queens to Brooklyn. Mm. I mean, it goes all through Brooklyn. Actually, it's like so the the train stop near my place was like a block away is it's the f and the g and but like you know you usually use it for the f because if you're going to work in the city that's the way you go but there's the g is the one and it's actually like if every train is normally eight cars that joint is four wow. like if you're getting on the g you gotta be in the middle of the platform <laughs> that shit will show up and you're like wait i can't get on that <laughs> <laughs> see people you know that you know the out-of-towners because they're sprinting <laughs> oh shit honey we got to go to the Marcy houses today, honey. Hurry up. There's, there's a huge show. <laughs> so, Chuck, I, I see what looks like uh, a cannabis oh. vape pen. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> oh, it's a CBD yeah. pen. 
DVD. Okay, nice. Are those? Uh, is that? Um, let's see. Do you know like where that's coming from? Like, are they bringing that in from out of state? Well, I think CBD is legal, like, essentially. I mean, I bought this uh, at a store. You know, like, oh, the, no shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that has what? Oh, it has all the THC removed. So it's, you know, the, none of the psychedelic and all of the chill. It's another way of saying I'm really old. It's like, I just want something that will make me not stressed, but I don't have the time to deal with being high. <laughs> <laughs> there's still like i th- i think there i think it, there needs to be some thc though in order for the cbd to be activated it's like like it's so low it's like 0.01 percent yeah yeah or like two like one hundredths two one hundredths of a percent mm. you know something like that but that's wild that they sell that i still don't understand how uh actually what is the medical cannabis situation up in new york is that happening yet so I don't think there's dispensaries. I think, at least in the city, I think maybe statewide there has been. Are we editing this out? No, I think it's fine. Portion of the maybe. conversation. I'm not, you know. Oh really? Am I am I uh, encroaching ground that should not be encroached? I don't. I don't think only the follow up questions to Steve will need to be edited out. But is is this a kid friendly? Is this friendly podcast? Um. Yeah, I would say it's kid friendly. I would expect that one day my children will listen to this, but who knows? Oh, you're, well, yeah. you're dreaming. You think give me, so? Give, give me, give me some heads up. You know, I'm, you know, I have a mouth. Like I, I'm pretty vulgar. Like I don't think you I said. I don't think you've said one curse word. Oh, I definitely have. Can you give one just to be clear that you're not not cursing? Are you a narc? <laughs> Wait, am I? You're asking if I'm a narc? <laughs> I, I remember listening to Opie and Anthony once, and they had Brian Regan on, who's like a notori- notoriously clean comedian. Okay. And they said, you know, you're on uh, satellite radio. You can curse. Can you at least give us one curse word so we know that you're capable of cursing? And it was like dead silence for 10 seconds. And then he goes, shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Which for some reason was the perfect response. It is, like the, perfe- this it is the perfect response. <laughs> The softest of all curse words, like on the scale. Shitty. Shit is is a bad one, but right. shitty. Right. Poop. Steve, do you I find mean, when, yourself censoring yourself and being like, "This is bull duty"? I don't think I. Mm, yeah, I don't. I, cursing is not my default, especially not in front of the kids. You know. What about yeah. at work? You don't curse at work a lot. Um. Oh, I'm terrible with that. Really? Yeah. But I, I work in a. Uh, I work. I work. So I, I work for uh, a Catholic organization, which is crazy to begin with. Um, You're in but Baltimore. Then, That's yeah. The thing. Well, yeah, but the but the organization that I work for, they're based out of, uh, I guess, St. Louis. So they have, you know, they have uh, offices, you know, all over the country, uh, or at least like the Midwest over to the East Coast. Um, but yeah, so my my office though is like definitely a, a mixed crowd. Like, you know, everybody's kind of friendly with each other, and like we're all we all get along. But uh, I'm sure there are people that don't appreciate my uh, running of tongues. We can say. <laughs> running of tongues i've never heard that before <laughs> so if you were growing up in baltimore county did you go to 
an all boys Catholic high school or did you go to public school? No, Delaney. So I went to Delaney for my freshman year and then I moved out to Omaha after that. Nice. But I was public I was public school all the way through. Um yeah. Because you know, county county Baltimore County schools are are fine. Is it just the city uh, where everyone goes to Catholic schools? Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean you, you kinda have to like if you have kids and you live in Baltimore City, like you know, like you, you gotta have well, not gotta, but, but like for your kids to have a decent education, I mean they um yeah. That's hilarious. Hey, who is this? Cat, cat's in the house. Uh, damn it, hold on. He just locked my computer. Um We could still so, see Yeah, it. you gotta go to all right, that's good. Um, you know, you got to go to, or not Catholic school, but like a private school, um, if in the city, because there are plenty of those. And that's why like a lot of people that I know, like a lot of my friends are, um, moving out to the County, like Catonsville, like Cam and his wife, you know, they moved out. So Steve, this is your now deceased cats, like cousin. I swear that these two cats, like look, they look so similar. Oh, anyway, I miss my, I miss Um, my cat, man. Yeah, I know. I hear you, man. Yeah. I'm going to lose my shit once I lose this yeah, guy. Yeah, it's tough. I have two, actually. There was My other one was at my feet. She's too fat to jump up on the table <laughs> and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the county schools are good. City schools, they just, yeah. like People move out of the city once they have kids because, you know, they're planning ahead for getting their kids in proper school. Yeah, you know, or a public school that's actually going to benefit them to some degree. Yeah. You no, know, I mean when the city schools here like can't even keep like the heat on like during the winter, right? Or even keep the power on, like yeah, that's that's an issue. They're they're deteriorating. <laughs> Gotta... They're not they're not putting right. they're not putting the funds towards the right things. I don't know. No, not at all. I don't not know if all. it's just they're... like poor management or it's corruption oh, or it's a combination of all both. all all of the above. All, all the, the above. above. That's yeah. that's bad I mean, news, man. I think what our our past three mayors have resigned yeah. uh, due to like corruption. Uh, she got yeah, you know, and the most recent the most recent being a, a children's book uh, scandal. <laughs> yeah, Chuck, <laughs> like, I don't know if you've heard about this. Have not. Yeah, she was she the mayor of Baltimore, Catherine Pugh. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She was she wrote a children's book, and then she was selling copies of this children's book like. 50,000 copies to corporate corporations or whatever as like here you can at hospitals at hospitals and then all of a sudden hospitals were getting preferential treatment or signing you know land deals and things like that she good for her because she was she denied it she was like it's it's that good of a book kind of you know I think it was called like Healthy Holly or something I think that was the name of it yeah she's like you guys don't listen to Elzai my Pen bleeds. Yours is blood clotting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the the mayor before was uh, what it, was it? Actually, no. Did I think Stephanie Rawlings Blake actually left on her own accord? I can't remember if she did yeah, get let's not, ousted. ousted. Yeah, let's not get the facts mixed up here. Who was the one? That she got might have been good. All right, let's look. But then there was uh, Sheila Dixon. She got outed for like a gift card scandal. Yeah. So anyway, just think about the kids is all I'm saying. Yeah, you know. exactly. That's what I said. They, they figured it out in New York where like people pay the highest taxes and live in the city is that 
they make the system work and then there's so much revenue that then all obviously all the corruption and and the money stealing and laundering still happens but it's like no one ever gets outraged because they're like well you know it's just part of living in the city because <laughs> i feel like other Kinda, places, yeah. Like, yeah i got it in baltimore you're like yeah i gotta get out of here which then again just people moving to catonsville and baltimore county and timonium and all that they're just taking the money out of the system yeah exactly. Whereas here it's like no no you stay and like we'll make it good enough for you and just don't yeah, ever do no. the math on how much you pay times nine million because that'll just blow your mind just don't do that yeah. stay away from that <laughs> here read this free newspaper yeah, there's there's enough to distract people up in New York. Like there's just there's so much activity, so much to do. There's another part of, that's another part that I you know I do like about it. The diversity of entertainment up there. It's endless. Yeah, it, it is endless. The, variety, is the also, variety of food and interesting people to look at. It's very dangerous as well. What's that David Cross joke? It's like at any point in time, you could either look at like the most attractive person you've ever seen or the craziest person you've ever seen. <laughs> so you have to constantly be making that decision. I remember you're like, we were up at your bachelor party and you're like, did you see that girl? I was like, I was looking at the midget dressed like a leprechaun. I mean, <laughs> like, you're just like, it was a true interaction. And we're like, whoa, this is David Cross. <laughs> that does sound like a New York story. Yeah. Mm. It's on the Bowery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Bowery Ballroom? No, we were just, just on the, the Bowery. Yeah, yeah we were just hanging yeah. out in the neighborhood. Gotcha. Okay. That is where the Bowery Ballroom oh. is, though. Yep. I've never actually been to a show there. I think I went and I saw have. Cosmo Baker. You know that guy? He's a good DJ. Steve, I was supposed to see Father John Misty yesterday. Ooh, and then it, what happened? It, it was in Prospect That's Park. That's cool. Okay. It rained. He's people show, doing a good show. Show was rain or shine. Mm. Thunderstorms raining show on a grass lawn. Yeah. Oh. They didn't cancel it, but we bagged it and just ate the tickets. Literally, you were that hungry that you ate the tickets? Ate the tickets. <laughs> shit was money. Threw a little uh, sriracha on that shit. Threw a little cayenne pepper. <laughs> nice. Dad jokes galore. Hey, here we go. <laughs> tickets uh, tickets with scallion. How much, how much were tickets for that show? It was more than I'd like to admit. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it was over hundred bucks for two. Yeah. Okay. That's and that's what I expect to be. That's. I that's feel like it fair. was. I feel like it was sixty-five. We're gonna that's live, fair. We're gonna live with sixty-five. Yeah. Let's live with sixty-five. Yeah. That's cool. That was like for that 40. show, and I'm sure that show would would be awesome too. Just started getting into Father John Misty like within the past. Maybe like a year or two. I think I came to know him through that show. Um, shit. What's that? Ma- uh, Master of None. Yes, yeah, Master of None. None. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. That's oh, because, how I came to know oh, because him. he talks about going to the Father John Misty show. He goes to the show. Well, they did. Where oh, the girl steals the yeah. jacket, right? Remember, he goes okay. on yeah, the date. Exactly. The... <laughs> she ends up being like crazy person. She's like, wouldn't it be wild if I just blew that guy? It's so fucking <laughs> weird. <laughs> I love that show. That show was so. Yeah, that show was the. I, I watched that show um, uh, after breaking up with my, you know, my now ex. Because I feel like that show is a perfect 
I don't know. It just feels like right as far as like, you know, you break up with someone and like that show kind of encompasses or encapsulates like that feeling of being single and yeah. like having to go out in the world and like, you know, explore and meet new people. The one episode that I really liked though, of that series was, um, I guess it was kind of just showing the uh, difference between like the man, the life of a man versus the life of a woman, mm. uh, especially like at a bar. Um, like the opening scene is like, you know, a, a girl at a bar. She's probably like mid mid to late twenties or something like that. And then she like gets approached by like you know some the nice guy, some no yeah the yeah, nice guy, the nice guy like some jerk off yeah, yeah some slimy sweaty ass dude, and comes up he's like hey I got us some shots like you want to do a shot with me and she's like no nah, I'm good and he's like oh like now you're just gonna make me do them by myself and, and he like takes two shots and like yeah you can imagine how the rest of the scene goes yeah, yeah. And, like. Yeah, but I've definitely heard my you know female friends tell me stories uh, similar to that. Ugh. Anyway, good show, Master of None. I very highly recommend that. I'm gonna have to go back and check check. I think I've seen that particular episode, and I saw the one where he like was all about his dad, or like his. Yeah, that yeah. one's very good. That, that actually one was is super his good. father. Yeah, that actually is that's that is his parents in hilarious. the show. He's he stole yeah. the show, man. He did. Yeah, he stole the show. He, I think Wait. he actually is a uh, a doctor as well. Hmm. Steve, you haven't watched the whole thing? No, I have not. Oh, I would highly recommend it. Okay. It's so good. The Thanksgiving one where it like goes through the time periods is one of the... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That one is really good. Is that, ne- is, that it, ne- is that a Netflix series? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's it. definitely... There's one called The Thanksgiving App and it, it basically follows like, you know, 10 Thanksgivings over the span of 25 years. Okay. Yeah, I will watch so it. Good. I will watch it before I go to bed tonight. There you go. All right. Which is a it's good really segue good. to the fact that I've got to get up at six a.m. to get on a flight. Ain't so. a damn thing funny. Ain't a damn thing funny about my sleep patterns. All right, stop. Oh yeah, I meant to mention, Chuck. You were talking about. Uh, I think you saw. You were talking about how you saw the U.S. men's team play uh, the Czech Republic. Yeah. So uh, in two weeks, uh, I leave for Prague, actually. Oh, shit. Good for you, man. Nice. So, yeah. Doing, uh, going to Prague and then Vienna and then Istanbul. How long are you going to be gone for? Uh, two weeks. Nice. Yeah. Are you going dolo or are you going with people? So um, in Prague, and then like Vienna is going to be like just like a, planning like a one or two night stay like during. Uh, the week that I'm in Prague. Uh, so in Prague, I'm meeting up with a uh, a friend that I met in Moscow. Huh. Um, and then Istanbul, I'm to going solo. To escort you places? Just kidding. Uh, I'm just fucking, I'm fucking is esc- I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know that she will escort me places, but this is dead joke. we'll see what happens. Um, so how are you going to? We'll take see what the, happens. How are you going to take the cats on the airplane? Is what I need to know. <laughs> cats, um, they are not going anywhere. Uh, they got a show. Right they're going to be DJing your apartment. Yes. Yeah, they're actually throwing a party as soon as I leave. <laughs> um, no, my neighbor is going to be watching after them. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I can go away worry free. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, I wanted to share that because I know Chuck, you're you're a traveler. I know you get around the world. Try to. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. So I know last time when you went to uh, Moscow, 
we discussed uh, a budget for record buying. Is that? Oh yeah, I know. Is that? I mean, Czech Republic. Prague. Probably some good records there. I mean, <laughs> Are you trying to? I would yeah, say I can, just, I can probably help you out. I just, can just pick up one, even if it's for yourself. Just pick up, pick up one interesting record. Okay. I'll try. I'll try. It's I. I do travel very like I pack very lightly. Okay. I travel. All right. So, understand, so, understand that. Um, the ideal. I mean, I, you know, ideally, what I could do though is just um, you know, mail it back. Yeah, you know, mail it back home. So we had talked uh, when Cam was on about uh, the Three's Company uh, <laughs> that me addict and Cam meet up and play records and uh, and hang out. So. We need a we need a record. We need a new a new member to the team, you know what I mean? I'm with it. I'm with it. Cool. The um that Russian record still is like my favorite though. <laughs> that you I'm just gonna give it to you. It's yours. Yagoy <laughs> You still remember it. Oh man. Rings. <laughs> Rings in my ears. I love it. When it hits, it hits. Yeah. It's such a good sound to me. I don't know. I just I love the, the so tune of it. What was the name? Actually, what was the name of the um the record you put us onto? The crew banging. What is it called? Oh, uh, uh Bean. Uh, here I'll put it in the chat. Okay, here we I'm go. infatuated with this group. Chuck, yeah. Chuck, this will be your your next shit right here. I'm infatuated with this band, and they're out of Houston. Houston. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's let's see. Let's pick the one. Stop me when you hear it. You could do like uh, I mean, any of them are good, honestly. There's one that's just, I don't know, to me. Uh, oh. It's like track five. Oh. Yes, this one. This one. Como te quiero? Yeah. No, this is yeah. uh, this is August 10. This is Como. Oh, this is August 10. Okay. I thought there was like a this is like a there's like a hip hop one though. That might be this. I mean, that was like disco. Hmm. Any of them. All right. This is the this this is what I'm thinking. Come on, y'all. Let's go to work. <laughs> Like it, Chuck? 
fucking love it. Get back. Quick first. Quick first. He's gonna drop bars on him. I thought you were. Oh, you thought I was? I thought you were. I was checking my phone. Cause I'm zoning, I took some melatonin I gotta go to bed, gonna get up at five. After that, you want my brother to get live. You know I kick around. I see my man and I got the vibe. Yo, I'm trying to help him, but it's the hazard, like we were watching Belgium. <laughs> I'ma stop you, Steve, before you even Google Lukaku. <laughs> you might end up on Tushy. I dare some motherfucker to push me. I'ma use one of my favorite phrases and say, at the end of this, it's gushy. <laughs> <laughs>